amen in our midst. Um, I appreciate um, uh, the good word that's already gone gone forth. I uh, uh, enjoyed uh, uh, Brother Wayne and his uh, teaching this morning. Wasn't that good? Amen. Hallelujah. Um, I'm glad to hear somebody else uh, use some wisdom. And uh, I'm so thankful that if we will allow the Lord, He will speak to us. And give us, amen, what we need. Uh, a lot of times, and uh, I need this handheld mic cut on. Uh, Chris is trying to take care of all of it up there. Praise the Lord. Um, the main thing is to get people to realize that they need a Savior. And the Lord spoke to me a, a, a good long while ago. We, we, we started doing a ministry at the, um, the high-rise over there on Shelby Street years ago where Sister Taylor used to live. We started going over there having services on Tuesday night. And we've seen some folks come to the Lord through that. We baptized some people. Uh, in Jesus' name, because of it. And it was during that time period, uh, through prayer, that the Lord opened my understanding further. And He just simply told me this If you quit beating up people with Acts 2.38, you'd get more people to see me. And He told me. If you can get somebody, a man or a woman, to repent, if they, if, if you lead them tr- to real, true repentance, they'll let you baptize them any kind of way you want to baptize them. Amen. Because that that humbles them. That humbles them. You know, see, the Bible says, "He that went of souls is wise." Hallelujah. And I appreciate that word this morning, hallelujah. Uh, and uh, we're still praying for several folks. Um, we didn't have service last week. A lot of people may not know. I have, I have, um, I knew, knew about it. I've been in contact with Sister Lisa um, through um, uh, text messages and everything. Brother, uh, Brother Randy has been in the hospital in Murfreesboro for a um, uh, a good while, and they've had to take fluid off of his lungs and got quite a bit off. I uh, had draw, and they've had a tube in him draining and continue to pray for him. Uh, hopefully, that uh, he'll be able to uh, uh, get to go home, maybe hopefully tomorrow, whatever. But just keep him in your prayers. And um, uh, Sister Darlene, pray for her. Uh, she's got to get used to not having. A uh, uh, that gallbladder and uh, 
there's going to be some things that from now on she's not going to be able to eat, um, and uh, you know, such as and this this is this is hard on us country folks, but um, uh, this is the reason that she has been sick the last couple of days, and one of the reasons why uh, she uh, she didn't make it last night. A couple nights ago, she sat down and ate um, uh, a bunch of turnip greens, and uh, that just not go along with her at all. Uh, when Sister Linda last night uh, found out that she wasn't here, uh, Sister Linda contacted and said she still, after certain things like that, any kind of leafy thing, she can't eat. Uh, but um, hold her up in prayer, if you will, and uh, we just, again, it's good to see each and every one here. And we're going to get you right into the Word of God right now to see what God will speak to our hearts. Appreciate your extra giving uh, for the caring share, uh, and uh, uh, the Lord will bless you for that seed you've sown. Uh, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm thankful for, you know, for uh, how God has blessed our assembly with uh, with people who loves to give, Amen. And that's what it's all about, and that's what this time of the year is all about. And that's what I want to take your minds to for just a little bit uh, on today. Uh, I'm going to carry you to a scripture in the Word of God that I guess probably everybody in here, you don't need to read it, you can probably quote it. But I want to, I want to use it um, uh, as a launch pad today to speak on the subject title that God has placed upon my heart. And I'm referring to John chapter 3 and verse 16. Hallelujah. John chapter 3 and verse 16. Like I said, we all know this passage of Scripture. For God, soul of the world. Hallelujah. Amen. I've heard, I've heard some uh, Pentecostal folks make the statement, well, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't love this world. Well, then you, you're not quite much like God. Because God loved the world. We wouldn't be here out today if God didn't love the world. Come on, somebody. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Fathers, we come today, we thank you, and we praise you as we have gathered together today in your house in one accord to worship you. I thank you, God, for how you have blessed us, and we have rejoiced in worship and praised your mighty name. And now, Lord, I'm asking, God, that you will give us something that we can take home that will help us this coming week to be more like you and to do what you would have us to do in our daily lives after we leave this building and we go on the other side of those doors. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. 
I want to talk to you today on a subject title, It All Began with a Gift. It all began with a gift. Now, during the Christmas season, one of the most quoted scripture verses is from the prophet Isaiah, who prophesied and wrote some 750 years before the birth of the Savior. This passage is is the fulfillment of God's promise to give us a gift that would change the world forever. Hallelujah. I'm referring to Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Now I want you to correlate that with what we read in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Prophesied by the prophet Isaiah, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Prince of Peace. This famous passage, probably, as I've said, one of the most famous for this time of the year. Think about it. We've all at one time or another have sent out Christmas cards with this verse of Scripture on it. Famous pastor adorns countless Christmas cards and is quoted from thousands of pulpits every year. But the vast majority of the world doesn't have a clue to the true implications of the promise that was made and the gift of that child which fulfilled that promise. Hallelujah. Now, The tradition of exchanging gifts in which we participate so fervently and eagerly at this season of the year can be traced ultimately to our Father in heaven. The giving began with Him. Hallelujah. The giving began with Him. The greatest gift came from Him. Can somebody say amen? He gave us a son. His only begotten Son. And through that Son, new life, eternal life, and also reconciliation back to God through Jesus. Hallelujah! So we enjoyed the blessings of Christmas, family, friends, and the joy all that brings. Let us never forget that everything we have and everything we experience during this season, that it all, look at somebody and tell them it all, it all began with a gift. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It all began with a gift. 
some people might want to contemplate that for a little bit and say, well, what exactly? What exactly did the Lord give? Number one, he gave us something to believe in. When God gave and that child laying in that manger over 2,000 years ago in that feeding trough, God gave the world something to believe in. As I consider the affairs of the world today and the affairs of man, I find that most of us, just about every one of us in here at one time or another, we've been disappointed, we've been let down, and disheartened by so many who have made promises but never came through with the promise made. Fallen leaders, role models, and heroes who have built us up only to let us fall and hit bottom, and when we hit it, hit very hard. I mean, think about it. Down through the years, amen, those we have seen that has fallen. And such as it was with the world, with the whole world, before God gave us a gift. It's a beautiful thing. I'm telling you, church, it's a beautiful thing to be able to have something you can believe in. It's a beautiful thing. And if it wasn't for Jesus, there's not a whole lot that you could really choke up that you could actually say that you could really, truly believe in. Hallelujah. So it's a beautiful thing to have something to believe in. Something you know is real. Sister Darlene and I, when we used to travel along with the Sheldons and also by ourselves, back before we was a pastor and, and, and while we was evangelizing, there was a song we used to sing. When he saved me, he gave me something I can feel. Something I can feel. Something that I know is real. Hallelujah. It's beautiful to have something you can believe in. Oh, my Lord. Something that you know is real. Something that you know is everlasting. And something that is unconditional. Our Heavenly Father gave us something we can believe in again. We've been let down. We've been disheartened by so many things. But I want you to know, Jesus gave us something that we can believe in once again. Hallelujah. 
Oh, glory, hallelujah, for the presence of the Holy Ghost. And when you receive that gift and you place it in your heart, you will never become disillusioned and you will never regret, amen, the recipient of that gift. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't think Brother Wayne's ever regretted receiving the gift God gave him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Others here today, I don't believe, amen, if you really get that gift and you receive it inside you, you don't never regret that, my Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to call your attention to 1 John chapter 5, reading verses 10 through 13. Amen. To see what he says. He that believeth. You remember what I'm talking about right now, that God gave us Something we could believe in. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness in himself. <laughs> he that believeth not God uh, 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 hath made him a liar because he believeth not the record that God gave his Son. And this is the record that God hath given to us e eternal life and this life is in his son can somebody say amen he that hath the son hath life he that hath not the son of God hath not life these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. My Lord, hallelujah, I'm feeling so much of the power of God, right? It's hard for me to stand still right now, hallelujah. I can believe, listen folks, I can believe in the fact that through Jesus I have eternal life. But that's not, that, that's, that's not all of it. That's not the best of it, Sister Betty. I can believe in the fact that through Jesus I have eternal life which cannot be taken even by death of this body. Jesus gave me something, Brother Jeff. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That eternal life, it's not something I'm going to get way out there. I've got it right now. It's abiding in me right now. It's real in my life right now. I love the words. I love the words that were written from Billy Graham who made the statement that said, someday soon you're going to hear that Billy Graham is dead. He said, don't believe a word of it. He said, because of that moment, I will be more alive than what I've ever been. So church, what I'm talking about, this eternal life, this gift that he has for you, 
cannot be taken away even by the death of your body or the death of your flesh because that which is in me is greater than the grips of the grave. I don't think everybody heard that. What I have that God gave me is greater than the hold of the grave. Well, there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Well, there ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna get up out of that ground. Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. Well, hallelujah! And the second part, second part of this is, not only did he give us something we can believe in, number two, he gave us assurance of life. He gave us assurance of life. Listen to me. When you talk about having something to believe in, it don't really have any value unless there is assurance of it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The assurance of things not seen. Hallelujah. So, having something to believe in is really no value unless there is assurance of it. Jesus assures us of eternal life with an ability to know with certainty that it abides within you. John, 1 John chapter 2, verse 25. And this is the promise that he has promised us even eternal life. And then, 1 John chapter 5 again, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know. You may know you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. My, my, my. I don't know how many here can join me, but I still remember, and I can hear in my mind the testimony of many of them old-time saints of long ago, how they would stand up, Brother Wayne, and they would testify, and this is what they say, I praise God for a no-so salvation. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Friend, your eternal salvation is not something to guess about. It's not something that you need to guess about. Jesus Christ did not give his life on Calvary just for you to hope you're saved or just to go around your life saying, I'm trying to be saved. 
Bible says make your calling and election sure. No, hallelujah. Glory to God, man. I just feel the presence of God so much this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you remember? Amen. And I'm not going to hold you very much longer. This is just about through, but get this. Do you remember what we read concerning the witness being in you? Now, I'm talking now about he gave us assurance of life. I'm not talking about just something to believe in, but something that you can be assured of. And we read a while ago, 1 John 5 and 10. Recall what it said. He that believeth on the Son of God hath the witness. In himself. The witness that I have, Brother Douglas, is just not in the book that I read here. It's not in a song in a church hymnal. It's it's not it's not in a doctrinal statement of some organization. But that witness, he put it right here. Hallelujah. Do you understand? Do you understand and know what, or should I say who that witness is that's right here within us? Let me give you the last scripture that I'm going to read today in Romans chapter 8 and verse 16. The Spirit. Now, let me stop and do a little Bible lesson. The King James Version of the Bible, when it, was, when it was put down in book form, every time in the King James Bible when you read the word spirit, when it's capitalized, that word spirit is capitalized, it refers to the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, whatever, how you, whatever you want to call it. If it's a small case S, it means your spirit, man's spirit. So now we're talking about that witness that is in us. The Spirit itself <laughs> beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. I've got the witness in me. Every time, every time you hear me talking in the Holy Ghost, that Spirit is bearing witness of that I am saved. I am a child of God. Every time the enemy comes along and tries to whisper doubt in your spirit, And you say, well, you know, I just don't, I just don't, I don't feel saved. Think about that witness God has given you for assurance. We saw, I think we sung about it, I'm not mistaken, a while ago. When I think of the goodness of Jesus. 
and all he's done for me. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. Brother Wayne, Jesus saves. I didn't save myself. Hallelujah. You didn't save yourself. The preacher didn't save you. The church organization didn't save you. If you're saved, you've been saved. Just stand up.